Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider Podcast with Julie Williams and VoiceOver Insider Editor Gary McFadden. I'm so glad you tuned in to our VoiceOver Insider Podcasts, where we bring VoiceOver Insider information directly to you. You can sign up to be notified every time we've got a new free podcast or other insider information regarding voiceovers at voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Julie Williams. And I want to share briefly how I made the decision to switch over to full-time voiceover, which is kind of a a misnomer, I think, because I've been doing a full-time voiceover job and having a full-time voiceover income for a very long time. The difference is that for uh, about 13 years, I was doing full-time voiceover and another full-time job in radio. And the radio job, I loved it, first of all. Like, I've never been treated better in radio than I was there at that position. And they paid me very, very well. And for a while, I was a single mom. And so it was like the scary factor, you know, like Bo Weaver was talking about earlier. I didn't want to wake up with a panic attack because, you know, I have to take care of my son. Well, once my son graduated from high school, Um, even though I had been making enough money all along, I had decided, well, I'm not going to go full-time until he's out of the house because even if I have to live in my car, I can do that, right? I don't have the responsibility of him anymore. It's just me and the dog and the bird. So that was a comfort to me, but I was having so much fun at my job that I didn't want to leave. And, of course, there's the extra money, too. That was nice. So I worked two full-time jobs, basically, for a few years, and it got to the point where the stress was just too much. That was the impetus for me. The stress got so much that it was affecting my health. And my doctor asked me to take a little bit of time off. So I took a little bit of time off from uh, K-Love Radio Network. And I didn't take time completely off from voiceover because I didn't want to lose existing clients. But I didn't do auditions at that time where I rarely auditioned. I didn't accept big projects. And I didn't work full time behind the scenes. Most of our work isn't necessarily in the recording booth. And I just wasn't doing a whole lot of other stuff. I was taking it seriously that I needed to take it easy for my health. Because voiceovers isn't worth sacrificing your health over. Nothing is. And stress can be one of the most detrimental things to your health. So I spent my time uh, doing some voiceovers, um, servicing clients, and going on bike rides, and going out dancing, and meeting friends for coffee, and playing with the dog, and sleeping in, and going to bed early or late, whatever I wanted to do. And then uh, when I went to go back to work, it was just too much. I mean, my dream has always been to do full-time voiceover. I used to joke, I'll never retire. I'll just do voiceover uh, in retirement, you know, thinking, oh, work four hours a day. (laughs) No, (laughs) I work a lot more than four hours a day. But what I am doing is living the dream that I had for retirement. I have the flexibility, since I don't do many sessions with the clients on the phone, I do most of them in my studio on my own, I have the flexibility to go on that bike ride. I have the flexibility to take uh, a long weekend. I mentioned earlier I take Fridays off. I could take Thursdays and Fridays. I could take a whole week off like I did when I went to teach at VO 2013 in Atlanta. Granted, I did a little recording in the, in the hotel, but for the most part, I got things uh, before and after. I did the work before and after that trip. So the flexibility to me is a major stress reliever because if I have a to-do list today, with the exception of uh, occasional appointments when I'm locked into a time, and I just don't feel like doing that thing today, 
I can take two hours off anytime I want to and come back and do it. So to me, it's actually a stress relief to be working full time because while the income, and this is a, an adjustment to make, is up and down from month to month, there's still always enough to make ends meet. But on the bad months, you have to compensate on the good months because we do tend to live up to what our income is. So one of the things that you can do if you decide to go full time is prepare yourself uh, so that you're in a better position. Before I did this, I, I paid off my car, I paid off every credit card, I paid off everything except my house. So that helps a lot. If I have a bad month, I don't have to worry about stuff like that. And so I still get to do, uh, I still get to go play anytime I want to, but I'm getting to the point where I'm saying, okay, Julie, um, what if you have a bad quarter? And so I'm learning to say no to myself when I used to get anything I wanted, anytime I wanted. So if you are thinking about taking that plunge, plan ahead for it. Maybe get started seriously working two hours a day, four hours a day, in addition to your day job, really generating income and doing more than the recording, but also the marketing. But if the stress gets to be too much for you and this is the direction you want to go, well, it just depends. Again, like I'm not going to tell you, it's your decision. But like Bo said, make sure that you have opportunities, that you have the abilities, that you can get the clients, and that only working four hours is slowing you down. But your health has to come first. So that's basically how I look at full-time voiceover. Plan ahead. See why you want to do it. What is your dream? Is your dream to get rich? Work two jobs. Is your dream to have freedom as you retire? Ditch the day job, but take time to do it. Plan ahead. Make sure you're going to be able to take care of yourself. Put some money into savings that you can lean into if you have a lean month. On behalf of all of the great voiceover experts who gave of their time to share with you, we wish you luck with your decision about when or if to go full-time, and we wish you prosperity in your career. And now, the McFadden Minute. Hi, I wanted to wrap up my Mac Minute series concerning audiobook narration with a topic that everyone thinks about when considering voicing audiobooks. Can you make money doing this? And the answer is a qualified probably. Is it going to be enough to pay the mortgage? Well, not right away, unless you happen to live in Chris Farley's proverbial van down by the river. But there is indeed money to be made. Assuming you begin your audiobook adventures with ACX, here's the way the payments work. Each month, you'll be paid 20% of the total retail sales of the book. The author or rights holder will receive the same amount. Total retail sales, by the way, is not the number of books sold times the price shown on the Audible, Amazon, or iTunes websites. The gross sales are reduced by a number of rebates, club membership allowances, etc., resulting in the total retail sales. As an example, I narrated a book that sold 54 copies in January of this year. This book lists for $19.95 on Audible, but the net sales for the book are listed at $453. That's what my 20% royalty is figured against, or around $91 for that book for that month. Here's where the ACX royalty structure can work for you. If the book I'm using, as an example, continues to sell 50 copies each month, and over the past four months it's been pretty steady, then I'll earn around $1,000 for this book in 2015. 
and the ACX royalty agreement is for an initial period of seven years. Now, I'm not saying that I expect this book to continue to sell 50 copies a month for seven years, but it's very likely that over time I'll earn well more than the $1,500 I would have been paid if I'd earned, say, $300 per finished hour for this five-hour book under a standard narration agreement. As with so many things in the voiceover world, it's a numbers game. Narrate a stable of 15 or 20 books that have some sales potential, and you can see a healthy return on investment over time. Do two books with limited sales potential, and you might earn enough in a year to fill your gas tank a couple of times. And, of course, as they say, your mileage may vary. Hey, I hope I didn't put you to sleep with all the math this time. We'll see you next episode. You've been listening to the VoiceOver Insider Podcast with Julie Williams. Be sure to join us next week for more VoiceOver Insider information and another edition of the McFadden Minute.